It's Monday, July 19th. You're listening to the Tech Breakfast Podcast, the show that brings you delicious tech news. I'm already laughing. And, uh, and all he has to say my name handle. and he just can't get to I, it. I knew my brain was like, I got to say Russ's name. Ugh, let me Don't try it again. You're, you're listening to the Tech <laughs> Breakfast Podcast, the show that brings you delicious tech news and all the hot takes you can handle with Tyler Gates, Russ Cantwell, <laughs> and Aaron Buehle. <laughs> It still doesn't even sound right. It's somehow right and wrong at the very, same time. Very minimal sort of uh, Russ, inflection. Russ there. You're getting Russ closer. I, it's Cantwell. like he's he sped it up Cantwell. in an attempt to not over enunciate the T. I can't say your last name, bro. It's like it's almost like there's like a, a line drawn between the can't and the well. Whenever Bewley is looking at my name, it's all just Cantwell. That's it. Cantwell. Is that it? Did you just say it right? Now I yeah, question it, myself every time. It's, okay, this is the way I'm going to say it correctly. Right okay. Now. Don't, don't, don't mess with Can't. me. Let Can't him wallow well. in it. Can't, Can't well. Can't well. Can't well. There you Can't go. well. Now, you should be good at this. It is okay. a Cherokee Indian name, and I believe you went to a school in Oklahoma. My family has mineral, mineral rights there. Yeah. Uh, I, I could have even gone to school for free had my parents allowed me to go to school in Oklahoma, which they wouldn't. I thought you were going to just full stop that. Can't well. Okay. If only my anyway, parents had allowed on. me to go to school. Full stop. I did get to go to school. They <laughs> just chose to pay for school instead of sending me to free school in Oklahoma. My family doesn't like schools in Oklahoma. Okay. If I, if I hadn't, well, if I hadn't maybe clearly articulated that. You're starting to hurt my feelings. But <laughs> well, you, you ruined can't. my streaming setup. I so didn't. I just. Oh, I thought you were streaming master. So I asked you to just go. It's not. It's not. It's not your fault. It's Streamlabs OBS's fault, and I'm going to write their CEO an angry letter, or I'm going to tell my mom, and she's going to go after him, and she's <laughs> super impressive. So, and when pre-puberty, I could do a perfect Eric Cartman, and uh, and then that <laughs> broke. True. And that would have been totally that would have been the Eric Cartman moment. Mom, that's right. It's OBS. That's funny. That's funny. It's still not bad. It's still not bad, Eric Cartman. Um, dude, guess morning, what? Zook. Oh, we got, uh, we got people in the Tell stream. Us. Yeah, dude, we um, always have people in the stream. That's what what's we up, guys? Live. Good morning. Morning, friends. Y'all know who Sports Illustrated is? I've heard of them. That's a, uh, yeah, a buddy of ours. An Jamie okay Hines guy. Texted, medium height. What? Oh, no. You said who? It, is, it, a, is that an appropriate? Sports it's a swimsuit magazine. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Y'all are ridiculous. You're whatever. Ridiculous. Never mind. You guys have ruined the story. Never, never mind. Tell me tell about us, Jamie tell Hines. Tell us about please. Jamie Hines. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. It's fine. He totally texted me this morning to say, hey, man, uh, I'm trying to find it, but it doesn't really matter. We were talking a whole bunch after that, but he That's basically great. lots said, of moment. Look, keep it up. Dude, you you just got featured on the spun, which is the, uh, the spun. It's basically the it, it's owned by Sports Illustrated. They have 3 million subscribers to their articles that they do, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, I sent out a tweet yesterday. It's like the big meaty middle of this article. So basically, I can just say, you know, I've been featured by Sports Illustrated now. So, you know, all my childhood dreams have come true. Or Spun. Done. Good to go. Or the Spun, which is not really, but it's owned by. So <laughs> basically the same thing. We're off to a hot start this morning. Feels pretty good. Mm -hmm. I sent an email one time and uh, my... <laughs> My lines are owned by mega corporations, so I too have been highlighted by Comcast and AT and T. So, like, all right, big time. 
that's enough. <laughs> that's enough. Okay, we're gonna. It's time. It's time to play guess that year. Uh, yesterday's today in tech history, July eighteenth. Intel was founded. Ooh, I'm not even going to go into the details. Y'all know who Intel is. <sighs> Intel, Intel was, was founded by Pat Gelsinger in 1982. 1982. <laughs> oh man, no. Um, but I like that. I like everything about his guess. Uh, Intel. Gosh. Um, While you're thinking of the the decade, uh, Robert Noyce, which I love the dude's last name, Noyce. Noyce. See, I would always pronounce that one right. Maybe, maybe it just needs to be Russ Noyce. Andy Grove and Gordon Moore, they incorporate what? Intel in Santa Clara, California to build microprocessors. The first I'm not one giving them credit for that. 75. Right. 1968 was when it was founded. Ah, yeah, yeah. The right. first processor was 60s released felt in 19. Wrong. Yeah, well, you're because the first processor was released in 1971. Ah, that's what I was. Oh, and I didn't even know that. Actually, I didn't yep. realize that they uh, started in the calculator side. That makes sense, though. Yep. During you know, TI integrated circuits calculators. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 68. So Pat, mm-hmm. so Pat did found them? Yeah, the for sure. Definitely. Pretty much. Yep. When did Pat go to Intel? That's when it started mattering more is my guess. Long time ago. <laughs> Long time ago. I mean, I want to say. I feel like it was in the 80s. Gosh, I was, maybe it was the late 80s, early 90s. I mean, he was there for what, 25 years before he went to VMware? Yeah, because, like well, he always, he always talks about working on the design. Was it the 486? Or, or like the 286. I, he he yeah. talks a lot about working on the design of one of those earlier procs, but those those processors were absolutely like mid to late 80s. So uh, 1979, fellas. Oh, wow. Dang it. So close. He was a quality control technician in 79, and he was one of the design engineers of the 1985 Intel 83, uh, 8386 processor. Oh, is. okay. And well, then he became that's, the architect of the 8486. The architect yeah, okay. of destruction. Yeah. I was, I was close. 1979. Close. Yeah. Yeah. So he joined the same decade. They put out their first processor. Cool. Just made it. Barely. Yeah. Yep. 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 All right. Cool. Um, Wikipedia doesn't seem to know when Pat Gelsinger's birthday is. So they're guessing his age is either 59 or 60. They I just can have the him. year he was born. Does Pat know when he was born? Yeah, Pat for sure knows when he was born. Guaranteed. Somebody should update this Wikipedia article. How do? You, wait, how are you so sure? How is he sure that Pat knows the day he was born? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. So, anyway, that's funny. I've never seen somebody that uh, was like this prominent not have their exact birthday put in here. Anyway, it don't matter. Let's move on. Tech news. What are y'all talking about? You're tech news. Uh, I want to talk about uh, a fairly, fairly big deal. Uh, Tyler is not here. That's the big deal. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, the U.S. and allies accuse Chinese government of masterminding the Microsoft Exchange cyber attack. So the U.S., EU, U.K., and NATO uh, are accusing China of sponsoring cybercrime. The, the sort of opening statement here says the United States and key allies have accused the Chinese government for the first time of hiring gangs of hackers to carry out cyber attacks in the West. Uh, Attacks attributed to China include the recent Microsoft Exchange hack, a significant and widespread breach that gave attackers access to the email servers of an estimated 30,000 organizations in the US alone. This is big for two reasons. One, I believe everyone and their mom probably thought this was Russia. I think it's even been attributed to Russia for 
uh, a little while now. And yeah. then the other one is, is that formally coming out, um, like Biden officially came out and said, it was you, China. And, uh, and then so did all of his friends. So uh, pretty big deal to sort of see this come out as, as we see a little bit more, uh, I guess you could just say attention being put at sort of the, the state level on, on all of the different done it. issues that we've had going on lately. It's interesting. So uh, James Thompson, who has been uh, a fan of the show for a while, legacy fan, been around since the Sevaps days. Um, he, he asked, he, he kind of brought up an interesting point. He said, uh, with the big focus on hardening environments, all of a sudden, I wonder if U.S. cyber attack teams got caught red-handed in retaliation as expected. I, you know, he, he's bringing up one example where this is the case, which sure, we've done things and been caught and people have been upset about it. But I don't think anyone needs any motivation to attack the West, in particular the U.S. in general, especially from the communist regime. So I, I think this is probably just part of the standard operating procedure for, for China and Russia at this point to continually try and attack the biggest target and the one that they like the least. Uh, China probably just wants to keep it super quiet because our two economies are so reliant on each other. So very big deal that we're coming out and very explicitly yeah. pointing this out, in my opinion, that uh, for the first time that I've seen anyways. I feel like I, I imagine it's also pretty ahead. nice to be, you know, able to hide behind somebody else getting blamed over and over again. Right. Mm -hmm. Like how excited are you as a state sponsored hacking group when somebody else gets blamed and media just runs with it? I feel like uh, using the word gang of hackers, I, I would use a different collective. I don't know. What do you imagine well, when you think of a gang? I think of what hackers? that means is, is that they are not like employees, you know, of the, of the state regularly. So it's not like yeah. the, I don't know, the NSA of China or whatever is not hacking. Uh, I gotcha. They're, they're having a external third. They're, they're basically hiring a contractor, which works for an illegal entity to have them. Yeah. Operate. State sponsored, but not actually the state. Yeah, gotcha. slight okay. separation. But I imagine like Grease Lightning, those hackers are definitely <laughs> snapping in unison. That's what you imagine. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to yeah, go ahead and sure. just like disqualify or discredit no, anything I say today because I am uh, still under the throes of COVID. So that's going to be my excuse for today. <clears throat> excuse. I like it. Mm. All right. Okay. A lot. Anyways, kind uh, of being mean. That's, uh, that's 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 the first that's and kind of getting caught kind of ah, i mean it, it doesn't really go into details of how right. maybe another article somewhere else does this is coming from the verge um maybe a fund in ours article that'll go through the the specifics of how they figured the that details, out or maybe it doesn't yeah. exist i don't know that's it that's a good it's a good point we don't know um man i i saw some news this weekend uh tesla announced um at least in part how they are planning on uh having customers pay for full auto driving. So level five, um, they're still confident that this is going to happen fairly soon. And they said that, and this is what was unclear to me and what I read. Um, they said that there will be a $200 monthly subscription to get access to level five driving. That subscription also requires certain gear in the car, which may or may not require an update or an upgrade um, that has some financial ramifications. But what was unclear as I was reading it is that it looks like there's, there might still be a way to just buy it outright. So like a 10K bump in price for the car to get it. But if I'm not mistaken, there's 10K bump even for the, you know, like assisted automated driving um, for, the, for the price of the car. Like there's already a software upgrade. So uh, it wasn't immediately clear to me if that is the only way that you will ever have access to full driving capability. Um, 
But my gut reaction as someone who is sort of anti-subscription was boo. I, I got to say that I was both surprised and not surprised. I think anything these days people will find to put a subscription around. I, yeah, 100%. I, I fully expect that my front door will eventually have a subscription required to unlock it. And, <laughs> and, and, and the, the pitch on that will be, you should be very happy about this. And, and I just, I, this sort of feels the same to me, a subscription to something like this for, I, I don't know. I feel like I would need to be explained why here. And my assumption yeah. would be that there's some form of ongoing infrastructure related costs for all the things that you have to do to collect data to, to make self-driving work. I don't know. And if you gave me a good reason, I, I would understand it. I, I'm comfortable with that notion. But for something like this, I feel like you have to establish a why. And I and yeah. I only read the headline yeah. yesterday when I saw it, and it just sort of pissed me off. Not yeah, gonna no. lie, Did no, no, that was my gut reaction too. And that's why I, I got a little some hope came back when when it looks like there might be a pay for it all up front, right? And if it if it was accurate and it's like 10k to get level five self driving out of the gate for the car at, at a two hundred dollars a month click, you know, I mean that's a, that's just a few years before you you know completely drain that upfront bucket. Right. Um, so unless you're only planning on having your car for a couple of years, it just doesn't, it doesn't add up um, not to, to kind of pay for it out the gate. And, and I guess, but some people will probably like that, right? If, if they're only, maybe they change cars every three years or something like that. But there was also some, um, I don't know, something speculation is the right word, but they were talking about how it, to date, right, with auto driving and, and paying for that software upgrade when you purchase the vehicle, it's non-transferable. So if you if you own a Tesla that you paid for the self-driving capabilities and you buy a new Tesla, you, you can't just take your software upgrade over to the new Tesla. They're saying that this subscription may actually transfer between Tesla vehicles. So again, if you're the type of person who's going to update your, your car on a more, or, or I should say, get a new vehicle on a regular basis, then, then maybe that's not a bad deal. Yeah, I, man, I'm struggling with this. I'm just thinking of, you know, speaking as a person, I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to go out of the way to say on this podcast, I'm the dude who's most comfortable paying for things in general. Like I yep. pay for a lot. I'll give you stuff. that one. <laughs> I struggle with this notion of like paying for I, I equate this to a software up, upgrade on my phone. And don't get me wrong, if it was standard issue, like I would have no problem. I would pay for Android, you know, major OS updates if that was a thing that we established a long time ago. But we haven't. Like it's software upgrades come just throughout the life of the device and they're just sort of part of what you get. And when I go right. get a new phone, I have yet to go get a new phone and lose features from my previous one at any point right. in time. So I just, I, if this, I don't know why with cars we're moving to this software paid upgrade model. I, I don't know. I think you, I I think you nailed it. I, the, the answer is they've been trying to find this recurring revenue stream with vehicles for ages, and yeah. now they think they found the one that people are going to be willing to pay enough money to you know move the move the needle. I mean, think about. Um, all the, the car manufacturers that released like navigation systems. And then those navigation systems, if you wanted to have your street on it, you had to pay extra. You know, I have to download maps that cost $200 for a map on a regular basis. If you want to update oh, yeah. and, and they're, they like age out, they're worthless. I mean, I laugh yeah. all the time. My, my, uh, my wife's vehicle is a, <clears throat> is a 20, 2011 Toyota Sienna. 
And it had an onboard navigation system. Uh, we, we got it used kind of irrelevant, but they're, they're like half the streets that we drove on in Fort Worth when we first got the vehicle weren't on the map. And they will never be on the map because the only way to update it is to pay like $250 or $300. No, it's it's a boatload. It's not is even it? a little bit. Yeah, no. it's, it's a couple hundred bucks. I remember the yearly maps were like 40 bucks or something like that. Maybe if you're doing it yearly, but I, I don't, I can't, I, yeah. I looked into it and it was, it was way more than I was willing to spend to just get the, the local maps on there. It was just like, sure. that. that's ridiculous. Especially because, to Russ's point, I, I got maps on my phone that update every day. And I get that. Google has a revenue stream, or if you're an iOS user and, and Apple Maps actually works now, I, I don't know if it does or not, but uh, then, then they're, they're getting revenue from you from other places, but I like it was just an absurd sort of money grab, is what it always felt like. It's uh, it it's not something I, I feel like new car purchases with navigation systems should have been funding the updates that get put back into everyone that's got it right, and then they would have actually used in-car navigation systems, and they probably would have meandered their way into advertising through those systems and making money from them, but yeah. they didn't. <laughs> I don't well, think so, this will matter much for Tesla. Oh, go ahead, Billy. Go ahead. Well, no, I, I mean, I just, it's, it's, uh, I mean, they're clearly in the lead right now, and I don't think anyone is um, pressuring them. So I think they can just kind of do whatever they want, and people are going to pay for it, especially just knowing it's a premium feature. However, it is, maybe they're just kind of testing the waters. Um, they know they're going to get the money until somebody can come along and do self driving, especially at level five, the way that they do, and not charge. And do it a different way. And that's, you know I mean? that's the thing. I like it's competition. Like the music. If you don't exactly, have competition. It's, competition. it's like yeah. the music industry, right? Because when I think about subscriptions, I think, man, the only things I really want to pay for from a subscription perspective are like media, um, you know, or just access to something, right? Where there's just a whole lot of different stuff that's going to be new and all that kind of... Um, so yeah, it does feel kind of weird from a car perspective. But, you know, when the the uh, the music industry started getting into stuff like this before they had subscriptions they had download this song for a dollar or two dollars or this out you know what i mean mm -hmm. it, it was it was ridiculous yeah and then it was non-transferable anyway it had to be for this application yeah, or drm all that stuff yeah exactly it was crazy or you but could then buy it from amazon more, which was drm free just so we're clear yeah that's true that's true and then amazon came along and said hey let's actually do it this way huh and then subscription cool. services started coming out and now you've got streaming things with like spotify and i went from a very significant library of music that i was managing to you know an infinite library that you're not yeah exactly thank you for the yeah. records there that's no, right. no, no, it's and a, I pay you're, you're nine bucks, on. nine bucks a month or whatever it is just for that convenience. Yeah. And, and what's, what's neat about that one is that it's reasonable. Yeah. You're struggling, right? struggling like, to like make people, the connection. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it's what it, but there's, there's also the, like, it's, it's the, if you think about music and you were the type of person that would buy an album on a regular basis, an album being from a single artist or, or you know, a single released, you know, collective of songs, and you paid 16 to $20 for that album, or you were the type of person when they started selling them one song at a time, you'd get the songs that you like from that album, it's three, it's four, whatever. But over the course of the month, you'd spend 20 bucks a song at a time for new music. Streaming services for $10 that give you an infinite curated library are awesome. That's mm -hmm. you're, you're not going to listen to any more music because you only have so much time in the day, but your access goes up precipitously. And the cost comparable to what you used to spend is more reasonable. You probably do give the industry more money because 
you think, ah, I used to get a, an album once a month, but really you didn't. You know, you got it right. once every two months, three months, That's something right. like that. Now, now you're consistently putting 10 bucks in. It's just a recurring charge. So it's good for everybody. You feel like you're getting a good deal. They're getting a good deal. Money is flowing. But these, these kinds of subscriptions don't have the baseline like, oh, I was already paying something for that. So finding what's fair and reasonable seems to be a, a lot of you know, give and take and push. But until there's competition, I, I don't think we'll see that level out to what's reasonable. So I, the point I wanted to make, and, and I want to point out before I say this, I'm not, I'm, this isn't a bad thing. And the people who, if this turns out to be true, that sort of partake in doing this, I have no issue with it. I do believe there's an element of brand power that Tesla has with its users. No doubt. It is very similar to Apple. And because of that, I don't think that Ford coming out with the Ford business model, which by the way, is like the only car manufacturer that makes money. <laughs> like they're the <laughs> only one who didn't get bailed out by the government. You know, it's like they'll be fine. So they'll find a way to do all of these things the Ford way and probably not charge, right? Or maybe they will and then they'll kill it because it's not popular. Because I don't think Ford owners in particular would, would pay for these types of things. But I do think the type of person that buys a Tesla, that just, just loves Tesla, the brand identifies with it the same way people who do Apple. I think that they would pay for this even if the competition right. comes out and says, we're not going to do it this way. I think the competition is between Ford and Chevy. I, I think, think you're right. Tesla gets to ride brand value and maybe we'll be okay, much like Apple is, not being the market share leader because yeah, they agree. may be the valuation leader at the end of well, the day. Well, and what's neat there too is that they're, they're shooting for both ends of the spectrum, right? Like their goal is to get an incredibly affordable electric vehicle that has certain features, range, yep. reliability, et cetera. But they're driving down to this bottom barrel price point to sweep, you know, quantity. But then they have that Apple-like brand recognition in, in that, that fan base that's willing to pay premium features for an absolutely premium vehicle. It, it, what's neat, I spent some time this weekend because my, my wife is super into campers right now and we're trying to extend our camping hey. season. We really like to take the kids outside. Um, I am in a position where I do not have a vehicle that can drag a camper. So a camper in and of itself might be in the budget, but a vehicle that can drag it and a camper are definitely not. But that got me looking into RVs. like, uh, well, yes, but those, those, those have other problems, right? Like they are much more expensive. You're, you're larger vehicles. You have less, there's, there are reasons why we'd prefer to have a trailer, but I won't get into all that. Um, what, what it did is it forced me down a path of really trying to understand what would be the right fit for our family. So I looked at trucks and other vehicles that can pull a trailer. I looked at uh, electric vehicles that would, might be capable and had range enough to actually bother. But a lot of that's sort of speculation too. Um, but what I thought was interesting, because once I go down a rabbit hole, I spent hours like reading into it and trying to really understand it. And anyone that follows me on Twitter knows that I have poo-pooed on the Tesla Cybertruck look basically since they exposed it because Fresh. I think it's dumb looking. Um, but, but I also acknowledged right out of the gate that I don't buy cars based on how they look. I buy cars based on whatever utility I'm looking for at the time and what's going to check all the right boxes with look being on the list, but way down towards the bottom. So I'm going to go on record and say it's hot. Okay. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's hot. not hot, but, it's, it's but you, you guys are wrong in the history of products. <laughs> And if you don't eventually come to this realization, how... Aaron, 
I'm going to quit this podcast because I cannot stand the freaking <laughs> Cybertruck look at all. I think I th- honestly think Tesla should just shut down. Like the fact that they came out with that truck and they thought it was okay is an insult to hu- the human race. It is absolutely <laughs> terrible. I cannot stand it. And they need to explode it and let it die in a fire. Okay, sorry. It can't. I don't think it can die in a fire, which is what I was getting at. Um, so basically, uh, long story short, after doing lots and lots of looking from a spec perspective, uh, recognizing that it's not out yet and things will change, I am super impressed with the bevy of features that Tesla has put into the Cybertruck, namely its range and towing capacity, which is absurd compared to the competition right now, right? So that alone. And then uh, I think it was uh, uh, Paul Barron that shared um, a it was a YouTube video. Um, I forget the name of it. It's, it's obviously a pretty popular sort I'm of car say that's accurate. I don't even know what video you're talking about, but I feel like you're right. It was him that shared it. Oh, yeah. Yes. 100%. Yeah. No, I, I'm almost, almost 100% certain there. Yes. So thank you, Paul. Um, but uh, he got into comparing his, the, the YouTube um, video personality, uh, comparing his Tesla Model 3, which is three years old, on a 1,000-mile road trip and looking at how long it takes compared to Google and what the charging scenario looked like. And he was comparing it all to a car and driver, I guess, article that compared uh, you know, a spectrum of electric vehicles. And uh, obviously, the, the individual is a Tesla fan, but he highlighted a lot of things about cross-country or long road trips in a Tesla compared to Ford and Nissan and basically uh, what Porsche was in there VW, I think, was in there. And anyways, it was it was a ton. And the experience that the Tesla drivers had compared to everyone else was like bar none uh, above the fray. The supercharging stations have more chargers. They work more often. They charge faster, which is actually uh, closer to the mark, you know, based on advertised capability. And so the time spent at a supercharger in a Tesla over the course of the trip was precipitously lower than most of the other players. And, and there were a couple that came close, which is great, I think. But it was really interesting. So when you stacked it all up, yeah. like the whole collective was there. And, and, and it's all of that to kind of bring it back to my initial reaction to AutoDrive. Like, I'm, I'm not happy that they're even looking at a subscription for this, but people are absolutely going to use it. And, and they're going to, like you said, Russ, they're, it, just like Apple, they will pay for this and they'll pay for it. Hell, some, of, some people will pay for it just to reward Tesla for getting there. And they'll early right. adopt Which to support respect, the capability. The yeah, 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 yeah. That one I can get behind. Yeah. I like, I like rewarding I, good work. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, the only, that's where the phase is at right now. But you bring up some really strong points, Tyler. There was, even, there was an article I saw the other day about um, just how special some of the engineering is around like uh, some of the heat exchanger aspects of the battery packs and which all is kinds huge of stuff. for long yeah. range that the right. heat exchange is where everything breaks down. You know, that you're yeah. dragging something, your alternator is going to get beat up. Your, your transmission is going to get beat up. And, uh, and if you're not cooling efficiently, then your mileage drops precipitously. I mean, that that's not untrue in most vehicles, but it's very true in an electric vehicle. So stuff like that matters a lot. All right, let me throw some other things at you guys. Um, it's going to be a crazy week here. Uh, there's earnings. Um, so this week, you've got IBM, you've got Netflix, uh, you've got Intel, you've got Twitter, you've got Snapchat, you've got Apple, Google, Microsoft, AMD. 
Um, and then getting into next week, Facebook, Qualcomm, I mean, PayPal, Amazon. I mean, it just, it's coming at you real quick. Sounds the next, like it's uh, time for Financial Friday. Yeah, seven to 10 days. Um, other cool things that I know nothing about, but maybe Russ does. Um, so I guess starting today, it looks like this whole week, um, Game Developer Conference, GDC. Okay, so you know the acronym. Okay, so it's a thing. Um, July 19th to the 23rd. It's happening right now. So if yeah. you follow that sort of thing, there Same it is. Deal. Okay, cool. Lots Otherwise, there's another cool one here in two days. Uh, have you all heard about the B word? Um, falafel. Did you say falafel? <laughs> no, no, falafel. <laughs> falafel. <laughs> what? I don't know. I and Russ gets time. all the points. Maybe there was a chance that was it. I'm not even going to try. Okay. Yeah. Well, what, what do you think the B word would be? Falafel. Okay. He already point. said it. Never mind. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> You're right. He did already say it. He already said it. Uh, featured speakers, uh, Elon Musk, uh, Kathy wow. Wood, Jack Dorsey, John Newberry, Adam Back, Big Lynn one. Alden, Nick Carter. Uh, I follow them all on Twitter. Binance um, US finally allowing Tyler to operate here. <gasps> In Texas? Mm-hmm. The, you, you do know Elon, and you probably have seen Kathy. Yeah, no, never heard. And I know you know Jack. So you're okay. You're joking. You're joking. I said, I said Bitcoin. You did? Yes. Wait, just pronounced on the, tape. the tape, bro. Okay. I'm sorry. Again, COVID brain. I'm an absolute wreck this morning. Anyway, about the B word, it happens in two days. It's a Bitcoin-focused uh, initiative that aims to demystify and destigmatize mainstream narratives about Bitcoin because, and sidebar here, it is pretty funny how much I see people trying to avoid this conversation online. But whenever you talk to somebody in person, they're kind of like, you know, hush-hush about it. And, and then like stuff starts to spill out. And it's like, dang, you've been doing a lot of research about this. You have a lot of opinions. You have a lot of whoa, thoughts whoa, about whoa, it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's talk about what research is. But... Because I talk to a lot of people about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and right. research is like YouTube Sorry. trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're <laughs> right. That's that's a sidebar there because I, I hear people say a lot of crazy things that it's like, hmm, doesn't work that way or that's not possible or that doesn't make sense. That's trash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you clearly haven't done your research. I was trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. Anyway, um, so this is going to be some sort of uh, conversation I wouldn't, I'm not going to say a conference, but a conversation um, to destigmatize and demystify. Because for the longest time, I mean, straight up, I just like it felt weird to talk about cryptocurrency. Felt weird to say, you know, the word Bitcoin or anything like that on platforms like Twitter. People think you're crazy um, to just even have a conversation about the technology, right? You can't say it without having a thousand people think that you're, um, you know, you want to tear down Chill. the government. And um, Dude, that's just that's just people latching on to a bad narrative. It's not even their own opinion. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. So the conversation is going to be, um, you know, explaining how uh, institutions can embrace it, uh, raising awareness around areas of the network that needs support. Anyway, it's going to launch at 9 a.m. Pacific time on the 21st in two days. So that's 11 a.m. for our central followers. That's noon. Um, on Wednesday for our East Coast folks and 5 p.m. Uh, GMT. Is that right? Did I do my math right? I don't know. My brain's not working. Cool. Just wanted y'all to know about that. B word. B word. Bitcoin. I wanted to bring that. So I was looking at, uh, I, I've thought about getting a, uh, 
I think it's the right one, but I don't know if it's, it just looks a little different to me. I was thinking, like, I've thought about getting that Tesla Model Y before, which I think is like the SUV and just keeping my truck. Just not, I mean, my truck's old, it's paid for, it's not worth anything. But I've just thought about just keeping it in the event. And so I was just looking at this one, this car is very expensive. Two, um, the self-driving capability. So they have an area of it on their website. looks like, so navigate on autopilot, auto lane change, auto park, summon, which I think is very cool, by the way. That is very cool. Um, full self-driving computer. I like computers. Traffic light and stop computer. sign control. And then coming later this year, auto steer on city streets. Sounds terrifying. Um, $10,000 for an added feature. Right. What it, what it shows uh, on here. So it's just, it's just like, you know, because it's like ordering a cell phone when you order a car from them, you just click add you know, on the, on the little feature thing here. But if I added that with the options that I had selected, okay. I don't know if that's just so a guess or, or if it's actually connecting to certain ones, but, uh, Oh, what is Tyler talking about? He's ta- he, he's talking and he's frozen and he said, "Uh Oh, so I think his internet is dying. Beely, you want to take a, a guess as to what my configured model Y is? Model yeah. Y. Um, what, which, which motor did you say it had? Yeah, so I'm doing the long range. Okay. 360 miles. And I'm basically selecting all options that don't affect that range. Mm-hmm. Um, because some of them I think maybe add weight. And you're adding the self-driving capability. And I'm adding 10K. self-driving capability. I and, know I'm, that. and I'm not changing the external paint. I'm keeping it on the default white because we live okay. in Texas. So you're gonna save five hundred. I'm also bucks. making it a seating of seven. There's an option to make it seat Ooh. up to seven. I'm gonna say. $128,999. You're not far off. It's $108,490 purchase price. It says after potential savings in very small print. Oh, here. well, you got to tell me that part. You got to um, uncheck the after potential no, savings. No, 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 no. This, this, it's one hundred one. Oh, fine. You were trying to help me out. It looks like um, incentives. In, oh, oh, it's, it's projecting gasoline savings. Mm. Um, so... Uh, that's a weird thing to project into the upfront cost of the yeah. car. Whoa. Total cost of ownership, that would make sense. Sorry about uh, that. My connection just went total trash on me. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, you froze and stuff was happening. And yeah, it was a thing. Oh yeah, my gosh, thanks. it's funny. Have you guys ever just clicked around on the Tesla website and looked at their options yes. for like purchasing this? They have, yes. it goes, here's your cash oh, rate. Yeah. Here's yes. your cash option. I've done that a lot. I'm going to write them Bro, You're talking to a car guy check. here. Yes, hey. I've done that a lot. <laughs> Uh, lease, which uh, I'm just not a fan of. Uh, at least, then, at least four low. times a week, I pretend to buy some car that I'm never going to buy, and I go through the whole configurator, everything. Yes, and then and then every what 36 weeks, you just pull the trigger. You can't you can't just stop there. You trade your cars constantly. <laughs> I've had the same car since I moved back from Italy, and you've had at least three vehicles in the same time frame. At least three. I think it's more. Yeah, it's like six, but I've only ever bought one new car. I've only I've only ever bought one new car. I've bought all I'm saying to Russ is yes, because I configure new cars all the time. Just all see. the time, all the time. Um, so I still well, have so, this rule where I I don't like car payments over five hundred dollars. I think we've discussed this at some point in time. Oh, yeah, um, but that, in order like for it. me to I don't get to that point, I would have to put down a down payment. This is with a two point four nine percent APR over seventy two months. I just put down seventy six thousand five hundred dollars to get to a four hundred ninety seven dollars per month. There's some crazy um, like meme that's going around on Twitter that I don't understand, and it said it's some very it's always a variation of like 
would you rather get a million dollars in Bitcoin or 50 bucks a month for the rest of your life? And then uh, they, they say the choice is clear, 50 bucks, like, you know, constant income. You know, if you understand this and all that kind of stuff, it's got to be a play what? on something. And I missed the initial. It's got to be a joke. A month? Yes, it's a joke. A month? It's, it's clearly a joke, but I don't know what the original reference to it you know, is too. So, you know what? I'm going to answer the but, joke. I want the Bitcoin. Give me the milli. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think everyone would, everyone uh, would, but it's a, I don't know. It's, it's, Some crazy it's people a joke. Out there. Okay. Never mind. That's a bad joke. I don't get it. Exactly. Or maybe okay, I just don't you. get it. No, I think it's a bad joke. I think it, it's, well, it's a reference to something I must've missed. It, it must be a reference to like how to, volatile Bitcoin is. Like it's a million dollars of Bitcoin right now. And if you can't yes, sell it, then it's going to be worth 20 be cents later. So it's better to get $18,000 over 30 years. <laughs> that's, right. that's the alternative. That's right. I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for explaining it to me. Oh, I think you're right. I just, I'd like to, I'd like bit. to think that I, uh, oh, I have Lee. a lid on, uh, you know, Twitter culture and all that kind of stuff, but I miss that one. Compared to that's, Tyler and I, you most certainly do. That's for yeah, sure. yeah. No, I know. I don't. I can't. I don't. Twitter culture. I don't even know what that is. See, there's um, some things that I won't even. I won't like that. I think are hilarious, but I won't retweet because it's such a deep, deep reference that I don't. I think most people won't get. Well, <laughs> so I, 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 I had one of those uh, yesterday, and I went ahead and, and just let it ride, but I kind of wanted to see if anybody picked up on it, and uh, I think it was John Nicholson used the word defenstrated, which I'm probably pronouncing wrong, but it means to be thrown out of a window, which I found hilarious, and like $50, $50 word right there, like that's, that's yeah. awesome. Well, I posted the just the single panel of the meme where the kid in the office and the big angry boss is talking to the whole conference yeah. table. And it's just like, he just says, well, why don't we just not charge a subscription? And then there's that shot and it's cut in half at a 45 degree angle. And you just have this like bloodthirsty, angry boss and the kid sitting at the table with this yeah. dead look yeah. on his face. And the next shot, the next the shot is the boss the throwing him out of the window. Yeah, so I posted that zero yeah. likes. Nobody got it. What? <laughs> Dude, so I would have liked that because that's hilarious, first of all. But second of all, something is up too with my notifications. I have notifications on for you. and That happens to me a lot. I, don't I miss see... a ton of notifications. Yeah, I miss a ton of your stuff, even though, I don't know, like, do I need to reduce the amount of people I have notifications for? So I have TBP and my account on my phone. I get one hundred percent of TBP notifications. <laughs> me too. Me too. I get I get like <laughs> one fourth awful. of my own notifications for yes, sure. No it's, sense. It's crazy. Yes, I, I'm. It is exactly the same for me, Russ. I'll go in there, and and the worst part is, in the notification panel, and I, I assume this is the same on iOS because it feels like an, a Twitter problem, but it is not clear which you know tweet came from which account or to oh, which yeah. account, right? Yep. Until you click on it. And even then you have to swipe up just enough to see that you're like, yeah, it, who, it's who really only if you're trying from. to reply to it. It's so bad. It's yeah. so bad. So I get yeah, double I, notifications for certain things, which is the worst. And then on top of that, you'll click in there and you'll type out a reply. And then you're like, oh, wait, no, this is totally inappropriate coming from TBP or me or whichever. <laughs> L- luckily, every it. now and then I will. Um... So my the one consistent notification I get on our Cantwell is the TBP posts for the most? You said part. it wrong. Can't well. Can't well. <laughs> no, I'm just I didn't. Just kidding. <laughs> you said it right. You said it very clearly. And, and the um, what's funny is I will like I'll, I'll like something that's like Texas Tech basketball player announces that you know he's staying or whatever, and then I'll retweet it, and then I'll get a notification that says TBP retweeted. 
Texas Tech. And I'm like, what? No, like it's no. like the most inappropriate thing possible. So then I have to go undo it, switch back, find the tweet, retweet it with my normal exactly. one. Exactly. It drives yeah. me crazy. It, and Twitter reason, exactly, is the worst for finding a tweet if it's yes. not right. Do we lose me again? <laughs> Tyler died again. Yeah. But for that reason, exactly. I, uh, I removed TBP Twitter from my mobile because that it is crazy. I will only do it on a desktop. My struggle is, is I don't use Twitter on anything but my yeah, phone. Yeah, like, I get it. I almost, I'd say like 99% of the time on my phone. Mobile so like, or I just die. Yeah, so we definitely stayed on track today. Um, <laughs> that's that's for sure. That's that's definitely what we did. I Can can't I tell if that's a joke or not. My COVID brain. <laughs> yeah, no, so. it's nothing I say is ever a joke. It's always okay. serious. The, very serious. I, I have very, to bring this up because serious. we brought up the B word, which turned out to be Bitcoin. And... Um, the pewter. The, did y'all see that they that in Malaysia they literally steamrolled yes. over one thousand yes, Bitcoin like mining mining machines. Machines. yes thousand sixty nine yes yeah that's crazy fantastic. absolutely insane and you've seen this before too where governments yeah, of course they they uh, stop sort of like some sort of uh, drug ring or something and part of it is. You know, there's these like four Ferraris and three McLarens and a couple Lamborghinis or something. And they're like, ha, 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 we'll show them. We'll literally just smash them in car compactors. And you're like, what are you doing? You're smashing $80 million worth of car. Yeah, you are. Why? 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 To teach so, those people not to do that. The, it's so uh, the The way I found out about it was on like the gaming subreddit where it was just gamer tears were all just flowing yes. graphics cards and people are steamrolling them right now. It was like some weird like show of force, you know, I don't know. There's some sort of, there's a, there's a great analogy that my brain is trying to form, but I can't quite get there, but it's like, you know, we realize we have no control over what's happening and this is, this is going to be beyond our reach, but we're going to try to show you by, doing this like super dramatic version of getting this massive steamroller and just cr like lining them all up perfectly in a grid. So it looks beautiful. And then we're going to crush the crap out of them. <laughs> Let's make this like, look nice. Let and this then be make a lesson the to world you. cry. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, you know, this could be you sort of thing, but I don't know. It's, it's Ooh, dumb. My. It's dumb. Why it would you dumb. waste a resource like that? You know what I mean? Waste it's like sources all the time. But uh, let's say you confiscated a gold bar from, you know, some, you know, drug lord or whatever. Are you going to go throw it into a volcano? No. It's a yeah. useful resource. Why would you do nah, that? Not that useful. Hush. <laughs> but yes, I saw that and I only mildly flipped out as I'm doing right now. And then you saw uh, yeah. the other who sent the update for the um the PS4s in ukraine oh yeah it was like that was FIFA great that was uh ring. kieran yeah 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 okay uh, which blew my mind by the way like that was even better than bitcoin mining bitcoin mining at this point i'm not surprised if somebody's yeah. stealing electricity to do that i didn't know that people went out of their way to create fifa bot rings like what Massive. world are we in right now yes hold, so, on, hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. bot rings yes, yes. like they like develop the football, players football a thing yes yeah, yeah, but the game. Yeah, but the so FIFA game. games, you can you can collect apparently online currency, yeah. and so they created a bot ring to basically accumulate FIFA bucks or whatever they're called, well, and, you, and then they'd go sell the players or I assume all the stuff associated with it. I well, didn't Russ, know they had know bot the, rings for this. Russ, you know the concept of grinding through a game, right? Yeah, of like to level up characters and all that kind yeah, of fun yeah. stuff. 
I, I bought FIFA the other day, so I actually may have an understanding of what's going on here. Yeah, so I guess you can like win super rare characters. Wild. And you can, uh. as Tyler was saying, money and all this kind of stuff. But if you if you grind through the game and you go through all these different things that happen, you're basically like rolling the dice over and over and over and over and over. And there's like a one in one point, you know, eight million dollar chance you're gonna get this like super rare character. Worth a million dollars. Yeah, that's that so you can then sell to somebody else. Yeah, like it's like skins, right? It'd be like skin farming. So it's it's interesting. That's what I it think was. I, that's a I, terrible so I I phrase. Can we never now. say skin farming again? Ever? <laughs> probably not. I think we're probably gonna. I think that's gonna happen again. Um, <laughs> so FIFA. So I, I bought it. It was fifteen dollars. I've been trying to like learn the rules. Add that to, to the topics. I just skin farming. <laughs> I don't really know. I don't really know how the game works. So FIFA was fifteen dollars on Stadia, and I was like, I don't know. I'll just give that a try. First of all, game's pretty good. I'm not really a sports game guy. It's not bad, um, probably because I don't know what I'm doing, and so I'm more intrigued by it than it would be basketball, which I'm sense. frustrated in whenever Ray Allen misses yeah. a wide-open three in a video game. Like, that doesn't right. make any sense. Yeah. But <laughs> I won't go into that tangent. The, oh, no, no. Uh, but what's interesting is FIFA Ultimate Team, which, it, like, the game begs you to play, by the way, in my very recent experience. I, I was just, I, I think because I had bought FIFA, now Google knew I wanted to be interested in FIFA. And so articles came up about it. So articles came up about people saying that FIFA's ultimate team was like a predatory service where it's like constantly trying to get you to buy things to improve your ultimate team. Yeah. And I imagine that that's that, what this probably plays into. It is. is it was talking about the thing, ultimate which team. Is huge. Yeah. And FIFA is a massive franchise. I mean, it's the most popular sport in the world. And I think it gets like, I don't know. I think college football, I think American college football is the most popular. Well, I would love to agree with you <laughs> there. It's not even top two because yeah, right. formula one is number two. Yeah. Which blows most Americans minds. Uh, I think it's not but even it's top just, two in America. Crazy. College football. Anyway, is, yeah. is that true? College football? No, man, dude, NASCAR, NFL. NASCAR. Both of those are going to be bigger. No <laughs> NASCAR. Look, oh, he's angry. I have to, yes. I have to disbelief. The look on Russ's face America. says ridiculous. No NBA, no way NASCAR, no way. <laughs> you don't think NBA is going to be bigger than than uh, college football? Top ten most popular sports in, in America, US. viewership America. wise. Yeah. Um, so let's see here. It says, oh, I think these are professional sports. They're only listing professional. Yeah, it's because WWE. college isn't even going to be up there. Uh, I don't think oh, burn. I don't think well, it's not burn. I'm sad about it. It's the best sport on the planet. Although I have been getting into watching some Gaelic football, which is insane. Insane. The ball looks like a volleyball, but apparently it's like thicker and denser than a soccer ball. You dribble it. You also have to um, kick it and then you can okay. pass it to each other like a volleyball serve and you can kick it over a field goal. You can also kick it into a soccer goal. It's played on a soccer pitch and you can like kind of hit each other like hockey. It's it's a it's an amalgamation of 15 different sports. It hurts your brain, but it's interesting. Yeah. So if this list isn't about just professional sports and you're saying you're saying that college football isn't isn't making it because it's just not popular in the top two. Bad, is what I'm saying. Badminton is more popular. It's number 10 on the list. That actually makes okay, sense. You're it's right. huge in Asia. Yeah, I am right. Of course, I'm right. What do you know? No, you're no, saying you're saying no, that the college list. football is 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 appropriately off that list no actually i'm i no no way Tyler. badminton in the united states because was u.s only wasn't it all right yes. I dis- it, it, it says in america i'm with russ now it says yeah. in america so you're with both of us because places. i'm agreeing with yeah. russ <laughs> no 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 we're still disagreeing with aaron can we get back uh, to skin farming <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna find this out even if it's post show <laughs> Um, because I think it's it's got to be it's got to be go. top five. I could see 
I don't, I don't yeah. know how baseball viewership's doing these these days, but I don't think great. Really big. Oh, look! It's last night's rain. Thanks, Texas. See, I think I think baseball viewership does well. I just don't think it does well with the demographic they want it to do well with, which is like <laughs> seventeen to thirty-five. Uh, correct. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. It's because they they know if it doesn't work. All right, shut this down, to, yeah. and I'm going to yeah. find this offline. Yeah. All right. Well, there's lots we didn't talk about, but thank you for listening to the Tech Breakfast Podcast. We hope to see you next time. It's been fun. Bye.